0: Well, I want to invite you to open your Bible to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5 will be in Ephesians 5 verses 1 and 2 this morning. And as you're turning there, I just want to uh, remind you and invite you to our Christmas Eve service. It's going to be this Thursday, December 24th at 4.30 p.m. outside at the church. Uh, so bundle up. Also mask up. We're requiring people to wear masks and join us at 4.30. It'll be a shorter service. It'll be about 30 or 35 minutes. Uh, with singing and celebration. So you're welcome to bring chairs if you need, uh, or you're welcome to join us and and stand. Uh, But hope to see you this Thursday. Well, this week we are um, looking in our Advent series at love. And there are many ways to express and receive love, but with the Christmas season, one thing that's on our mind is the giving and receiving of gifts. And when you think about what makes a good gift or what makes a good gift giver, I think there's a, a variety of, of types of gifts and givers. You know, some gift givers are the pragmatic gift giver. Right? This is the person that's like, all right, what do you need? What do you need? And we'll get what you need. Need some new socks? Boom. We'll get you socks. <laughs> need a vacuum cleaner? Boom. Get you a vacuum cleaner. Like this is This is someone who's uh, not overly worried with things that you might want; they're just thinking pragmatically. What is something that you'll need? That's a pragmatic giver. Uh, other givers are more sentimental givers. Right? This is the, the person like, I'm not just going to give you socks. Actually, that sock I wore on my wedding day. So it's special, right? Maybe that's maybe a sock is a bad sentimental gift, but uh, we, we, we know the idea of giving something, and it's not the thing in and of itself, it's the meaning, the memory uh, that it represents. Other people, you have a number of gift givers. You have the sale giver, right? This is the, it was on sale, and so that's why you have it. Uh, you have the, that's not so much a, that's not just a gift from me, it's a gift for me kind of giver, right? I mean, uh, this is, uh, if Megan unwraps her gift, and it's a she looks at it, what, what is this? This is a Barry Larkin jersey, right? If that's what she receives from me, oh, and it also happens to be not in my size, a bit, uh, some sizes much bigger than my me, uh, you know, that wasn't so much a gift for Megan, that was a gift for myself. And we, we, we've known those givers too. And then others can be really good gift givers. And so what makes it a good gift? I think it's when a good gift is a gift that both could be a need but is definitely a want, and it's something that the recipient wouldn't or couldn't give themselves. It's a need and a want, and it's something that they wouldn't or couldn't get for themselves. A good gift and a good gift giver they put time. It's so fun when you talk to a good gift giver. I think of a friend. We were hanging out the other day outside, of course, and we were talking about gifts for others, and it just went on and on and on about the work that they'll do to try to figure out what the person wants. And there's a beauty in that, appreciation in that, the, the effort required to say, I love you. You know, when I think of this Christmas season and the gift, of God's son, reminded of the love of God, the lengths to which he went to not just communicate his love, but the lengths to which he went to bring something we need and something we want and something we could not do for ourselves. When I think of the gift of Jesus this season, I'm reminded of Ephesians chapter five, verses one and two, which speaks of God's love. And and I want to read our passage. It's a short one. It's just two verses. And I want to, as I read it, I want you to pay attention to Jesus, what he gave himself to, who he gave himself to. verse one, says, therefore, the apostle Paul writes this to the church in Ephesus. He says, therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children and live in love just as Christ also loved, you see this repetition of love, imitate God's love, that's love children, live in this love, just as Christ loved and gave himself. So here we see the gift, but notice who he gave himself to. Gave himself for us as a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. Jesus gave himself as a sacrificial fragrant offering, not to us, but to God. And Jesus' gift of himself to God is an expression of love and a gift for us. And so I just want to, in our time together, our brief time, I want to share what we receive through Christ's gift to the Father. What do we receive through Jesus' sacrificial love, his, his gift to the Father? What do we get The first thing that I want to point out from our passage that we receive is we receive a new identity. We are dearly loved. It says uh, in verse one, it says, as dearly loved children. We are beloved children of God. How does a loving parent look at their children? A loving parent looks at their child different than they look at just any other person. You know, it's Christmas season, and one of the things I miss about the pandemic is the children Christmas program. The past few years we've had, our boys have been at uh, Overbrook pre- Preschool, and each year they do this children's program, and it is the cutest thing. And and what if you go to a children's program, you don't show up and sit down and look over at the person next to you, hey, you know, good to see you. You have a, a kid up there. What you probably won't hear is, uh, no, I uh, got to an ad and and just live in the city and and want to hoping to see a good show. You know, hope it's a good performance this year. You don't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't find just some rando person at a kids program. They are hoping to be entertained. Some a list entertainment. No. You, you find family members, you find grandparents, siblings, close friends, people who are there because they love the children. And when parents, that look of their child up there, they just, they're amazed. And, and you're not going to see parent. you know, you, you shouldn't hear a boo at the children's program because people are there because they just love their child and they see their child. And that child is dearly loved. When I think of how God sees us, that's how he sees us as beloved, dearly loved children. One, one author puts it this way, Henry Nowen, in his book, Life of the Beloved. He says, first of all, and, and, and now when he writes his book, it's to a friend, someone who doesn't believe in God, and he's wanting to communicate God's love to this friend. He puts it this way. He says, For First of all, you have to keep unmasking the world about you for what it is. Manipulative, controlling, power-hungry, and in the long run, destructive. Man, are you feeling that? Are you feeling that? The world tells you many lies about who you are, and you simply have to be realistic enough to remind yourself of this. Every time you feel hurt, offended or rejected, you have to dare to say to yourself, these feelings, strong as they may be, are not telling me the truth about myself. The truth, even though I cannot feel it right now, is that I am a chosen child of God, precious in God's eyes, called the beloved from all eternity, and held safe in an everlasting belief. You need to see yourself through the lens of God's eyes. And this is the truth of who you are. You are a precious, chosen, beloved child of God. What gift we receive through Jesus' sacrificial offering to the Father is we receive the gift of a new identity. We are beloved children of God. But also we receive a new calling, a new purpose, We can imitate God's love to others. Again, in our text, in Ephesians 5, be imitators of God. Be imitators of God as dearly loved children. And look at this in verse 2. And live in love. This is so interesting. You see, what we live in shapes what we live for. What we live in shapes what we live for. If we live in fear, it shapes what we live for. If we live in fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, a uh, uh, fear of persecution, fe- if we live and are dominated, live in that fear, it will shape what we live for. We will become self-protective, preserving, isolating, bitter. But if we live in love, if we believe that first truth that we are beloved children of God, when we live in that, now we can live for the service of others. We can live to love other people. And so what are some ways, as we wrap up here, just some practical ways that we imitate God's love. What can we do? What are some practices of imitating God's love in the world today? You know, one is we can love others by seeing and embodying God's love. We can love others by seeing people how God sees them. I want you to take a moment and just think on you can close your eyes or, or not. Think about that person who, right now in this season, might just be making life difficult, maybe driving you a little crazy. Maybe it's someone on social media, or a friend or sibling, and they're just they're just behaving and saying things in such a way that are mean or divisive or foolish, and it's hard. Or maybe it's a spouse or a sibling or or there's some friction, friend. And now, I want you to try to see them as God sees them, as as someone whom he loves, someone whom he sent his son to die on their behalf, someone who's created in his image. And what would it look like to, to express that love to that person, to communicate love, to embody love? You know, God loves not just not just because he sees us this way, but he embodies that, what, th- this love. As Christ gave, he entered into the world. What it look like in this season to love that person that right now is hard to love? We imitate God's love by seeing and embodying love, but also we imitate God's love by sacrificially serving. Notice, sacrificially serving, not selfishly serving. Jesus, it says, he gave his life as a sacrifice and fragrant offering to God. Not because people earned it or deserved it, but he's serving God. And, and we, by extension, are recipients. You know, sometimes we serve. Sometimes we give a gift in hopes of getting one in return. What would it look like this season to serve someone, to serve sacrificially? Not to see service as an end in and of itself, to see service as worship to God not doing in order to receive something in return. We can imitate God's love by seeing and embodying love, by sacrificially serving, and lastly, we can imitate God's love by just being gracious with people. We're reminded we are dearly loved children of God, not through any work of our own. It's through Jesus' work. We are graciously brought into the family of God. And so what does it look like to imitate that to others? to be gracious to people, to be quick to find the beauty in their story, not just the brokenness, to love people even with their imperfections. We can love them even though we don't love the misgivings and the pain and the hard things, we don't love every action, but we can still love every person When I think of that in this season, I think of being someone, being the kind of person, and this is a challenge, this is an area I want to grow in, being the kind of person who's easy to give a gift to because they don't have high demands on everything and everybody. A a person who's hard to give a gift to, you can put in all the work, do all the things and love, and you, you show them that gift and, huh. Oh, thanks. I I really just needed socks, but I appreciate all the effort. I want to be, we can be gracious to people by being easy to please, easy to give to. Thank you. Thank you for this gift. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for the ways you love. Because when we're gracious like that, when we treat people like that, we're honoring. We're honoring who they are, not just what they do. This season, we have the opportunity to love people, and our world needs these expressions of love because our world is feeling what now and articulated in that quote, they're feeling beat down, manipulated. Looked down upon, we can love people by seeing, embodying, serving, and being gracious. As we close, I'm gonna just have a short prayer, and I wanna invite you as we wrap up, this is the end of our digital gathering. If you're watching this with others, maybe have a short conversation with them. How can we love people in this season? If you're watching this alone, maybe spend some time talking to God in prayer or, or just reflecting. Uh, it can be two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes. that doesn't need to be real long. But just as we close, I want to invite you to take some time of reflection and discussion. On how we can love, imitate God's love in the season. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for being a God who loves, that we are dearly loved children of yours through the sacrifice of your son. Lord, may we may we see ourselves as you see us. And may we live in that love, imitating it to other people. It's in your son's name, and by the power of the Spirit we pray. Amen.